Kyle and Ben. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ben. And this episode's brought to you by you BetterHelp. Sa- <laughs> I was just saying, you sound so reserved. What if that's how I told you we got a sponsorship six episodes in and we haven't even launched? <laughs> I would honestly, I would be gooped and gag, but I know you're busy rubbing shoulders with the Hollywood elite, so rubbing I wouldn't put it past you. Rubbing shoulders, I walk by the Alvin and the Chipmunks star on Hollywood Boulevard every morning on my way to work now. I am shoulder to shoulder with the stars. Wait, is that an Alvin and the Chipmunks reference? Yeah, I said Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, I mean, no, not this. But I, we're going to cut that. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? why are we talking about Alvin and no. the Chipmunks? And I was like, I... I think I'm just dumb. Like, I was like, oh, do they have a song called Shoulder to Shoulder, Bum to Bum? Okay, hold on. This We're going to pick back up. No, it's just Evelyn and the Chipmunks. It's good. It's good. They're fun. They're cute. Okay. So, love to hear it. Love to hear it. How have you been, Kyle? This week's been fun, Ben. I, you, I try to set myself a three-date-a-year annual quota, and I go on a maximum. Usually, maximum. I try to go on three dates a year just to say that I can do it. And I went on two dates this week and I'm almost at my annual quota in seven days. I already have number three scheduled. She's booked and blessed. She's booked and blessed. I'm so happy for you that you are on your romantic journey and either you're going to get married to date number three or one of the first in true reality TV dating show style or that's it. You're going to have to call it. Listen to this, Ben. You would not believe date number three is actually a second date. She made it. Oh, my God. <laughs> she made it. She made it. She's getting married. She's getting married. <laughs> this is over. This is over. Kyle's no longer single. I'm just going to Claire and Dale it. It's fine. It's all good. Oh my god, Clarendale. So that means you're going to get engaged and then you're going to break up and then you'll get back together a few months later. Exactly. Under intense public scrutiny. Exactly. What more could you ask for in an ideal relationship? Well, that means our podcast is going to blow up if you're under intense public scrutiny. So we love it. Woo! What a day it has been! Still, talk about your day, Benjamin. Like... I have nothing as fun to report. Like, my sister was in town this past weekend, so that was really nice. I haven't seen her since before the pandemic. <laughs> like, literally a month before the pandemic started. So I was like, oh, this is quaint. Like, I can see my sister again. So that was really awesome. But then, like, I don't have any dates lined up. Um, like, literally, like, n- I just work during the day and then watch reality TV for the pod. And for I, my own enjoyment. I love that you just called seeing your sister for the first time ever since the pandemic less inci- exciting than me swiping on Tinder a little bit. The read of the century <laughs> at your poor sister. <laughs> it's not a read at my sister. It's more so just like, people were like, what did you do? I was like, oh, I just saw my sister, you know? Whereas you're like, I have been on two incredible dates. I'm getting married this weekend. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Happy for you. I'm happy for you and your whole family. It's not me, but... Queer sibling too. Yeah, like, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Good. But, yeah, and, like, 
we're just like adjusting to like working again, which has like been fun. Keeping up with all my shows, all my gays. Isn't it so hard? I can't believe you and I like got back into full time working life at the same time. It's a struggle. I'm so tired by like 1 p.m. I'm just like, so this is it. We're done now. I'm like, I don't have a real job like you. So I'm like, we're done now. (laughs) Ben, you're getting a PhD. I know, but it's like, I don't have anything super pressing on at the moment while I wait for things. So it's just like, I do as much as I feel like. And then I'm like, oh, it's 1 p.m. It's time to quit. And then it's 5 p.m. And I'm like, it's time for wine. That sounds That's so how nice. I still divide my day. I miss that life. That was the best part, uh, specifically of December quarantine. It was dark at like 4.30. I was like, I can't work. It's dark. It's dark. It's time to drink. And then I would just get drunk and go to bed at 7.30. <laughs> Probably a problem, but like, what a time. <laughs> 13 hours may or may not have been the start of depression. We will see. We but we're here. We made it through the other side. And we made it through, unlike Erin from last week, who got eliminated on Rock of Love. And she went right back to her boss. Didn't even have to call from the phone room. Just hitting up Justin Timberlake. Good for her. Her taxi was already waiting to drive her to the airport to go back to Illinois, where she's from, to do her business. And we respect that. Respect but meanwhile, the in the mansion, chaos still reigns. It is too early for this shit. These girls get woken up at 6 a.m. because there's no sleep in rock and roll, as Big John says. And maybe I'm mistaken, but my impression of rock and roll is you sleep till like one. Not That's in rock and roll and the rock of love. You get up at 6 a.m. to get on that tour bus. Military time, baby. Military time, baby. I mean, one could say rock and roll is the military outfit of the music industry. I buy it. Yeah, right? Like, you're buying what I'm selling. But not only are we waking up for 6 a.m. for no good reason, it is none other than Mr. Brett Michaels himself's birthday. HBD boy. Happy birthday, Brett. I, why would I wait, like... I couldn't, I couldn't wake that up, or I, I could not wake that, or I'm fully having a stroke right now. I'm not going to cut this. I think I'm in charge of editing this week. I'm not going to cut this. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Fuck. I, like, I respect that Brett was, like, we're filming during my birthday, but, like, why did you get up at 6 a.m.? Because he's got to bring these girls onto the tour bus for the challenge, where he spent six to nine months on the road and has for the past 22 years. This okay, man we're is getting ahead of ourselves. We got to talk about this challenge. So this episode really dives right into the challenge. There is no sort of like pre-gossip or pre-shit-talking. All we really get is Brett in his like narrative of the morning is that Mia who somehow is on the show, and Magdalena need to step it up this week because he's like, I don't really have a connection with either of them. And then the girls are told to get in this stretch pickup truck limo and are driven to a scary parking lot 
where Brett Michaels comes out of a tour bus, which is his home, six to nine months out of the year, for the past 22 years. It's a lot of time on the bus. That's too much time on the bus. But Kyle, if you had to live on a tour bus for six to nine months out of the year, what would be in your tour bus? So it's fully a dream of mine to have one of those, like, 1970s, 1980s Volkswagen camper vans that's just, like, stupid souped up. So I think i just go mini. Get a van, have one person with me, everyone else can, like, caravan behind me. Just, like, a nice double bed, a sink. I guess, can you fit a toilet in those? Probably not. I don't know. No, not in the car you're describing. (laughs) I think it would be cozy, though. It would be cute. To have a toilet in there as well? Maybe, like, maybe, maybe, like, one of the seats could, like, function as, like, a toilet. That could be fun. Just flip it right up. It could be a bucket. Just poop in a hole. Anyway, this is my I, ideal tour bus. I, I love carry- your romanticization. You're like, oh, yeah, we'll just, like, shit under this chair, <laughs> and it'll be fine. It won't smell in this unlike air-filtered steel bullet. Ask shape. I was prompted to dream big with my ideal tour bus, and within 20 seconds, I got to, I'm going to shit underneath the seats. <laughs> <laughs> I think, really, you need to reflect on that, where I'm like, sky's the limit, Kyle. And you're like, I don't even need a working toilet. Just a chair with maybe a hole that you can flip <laughs> and shit in a bucket. No running water. And I'm just going like, to sit okay. down and piss and shit while I drive. It'll be great. Anyway. I'm... Well, there's someone else there and it'll be disgusting. But I'm happy for you if that's your dream. You have to have a better tour bus because I just keep digging myself into a bigger hole with mine. <laughs> oh my god. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. One, it'll be an actual tour bus. <laughs> I don't think I would fuck with bunk beds. So what I would do is like the back little bit, like at the end of the bus, would be like a queen size bed. Oh, that's smart. Right, and like a door to close it, and then like obviously like midway through, they'd be like a bathroom kind of that's deal. Special. But like I think to economize on space, it'd be one of those bathroom units where it's like one room but there's also a shower so there's a shower drain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you can still shower on the bus i think there would be a lovely kitchenette where you could have like prepared foods in like a fridge like and a kettle and like some appliances i don't want to stove because i think that could be a fire hazard but i would like some appliances to like reconstitute the food that is in there and a separate wine fridge wow and then I think, like, so, like, the area by my bedroom going into it would be, like, the entertainment space where there'd be, like, a television with satellite and, like, a really comfy lounge sofa bench thing. I know Kyle's like, wow, I really fucked up with my shitting in a chair. I'm so <laughs> shocked right now. I dream and so small. I feel like... On ostensibly, you had a downgrade from your current living <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> to be fair, my vision is not too much better than what these girls have. They like pretend it's a tour bus, but it's just a bus with like a big sticker on it. 
Oh, hey, no, 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 Kyle, there was a kitchenette, there was seating, it was not one of those Volkswagen things where it's like, oh, if you flip the seat chair up, you can just shit in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> You're not making, like, I will not let you ruin the, like, two-ish hours those girls spent on a pimped-out Greyhound. These girls had a journey on this bus, though. So, they had I a mean, journey around a parking lot, but a journey nonetheless. They were like, so what's the challenge? It was like a round of Mario Party, right? They just had to go space to space, playing different mini challenges throughout. So they're on this tour bus, and there are seven girls, six rounds. Each round, two girls show down head to head, and the loser of the mini challenge gets left in that respective city, which is just a nice little circle in the parking lot. But I thought it was cute that they named all. Oh, yeah, they had little signs, like, oh, this is New York, this is Philly. I was hoping they would, like, theme the stops a little bit. No, just a sign, and I respect that. No frills. It was fun. Which, like, respect. It was good. On one level, maybe, respect. But, yeah, so at each stop, they have to do a challenge, obviously. And they do it two on, one-on-one. Right? Is that the word? Like head to head, one girl, two girls enter, one woman leaves <laughs> and gets back on that tour bus. And they're all challenges like they do around the road. Like, I guess. Although I think I truly would break up with Brett Michaels if he made me jump in a dumpster. But I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so so it so, started easy, right? Like so first Jets Jess gets picked because her name gets called. She gets to choose her challenger, and she goes head to head with Magdalena Legs, Magdeanderthal herself. And they are tasked with the simple task of packing a suitcase and bringing it to the bus. Not too bad. Like stressful. Not too bad. Like stressful, doable. Seems really easy. And at this point, Jess is like, "I'm taking out legs." Jess is like, this shit is mine. Legs is my bitch. I got this. She almost has legs. Almost has legs. But the red sweater comes out of nowhere and demolishes her chance at love. Oh, it cripples her in a shocking amount. And Magdalena just packs up that suitcase and brings it to the bus. She nailed it. She did it. Magdalena Legs did it despite all odds. And then we get back on the bus. We leave Sam in New York. Not Sam, Jess. In New York. And we drive to some other city. Which is just down the parking lot where Big John picks another name. And it is Legs. There's no sleep in rock and roll. There's no sleep in rock and roll, and there's no sleep for Magdalena. She is back-to-back. Back-to-back, she is challenged to take out... Sam. She challenges Sam. She challenges Sam, and they get out the bus, and this challenge is... Sometimes, Brett's ladies always got to look smoking hot. So I'm going to give you a series of an extremely complicated outfit with a corset and lace and lots of straps. And you have to put this on in a disgusting porta potty. 
And so Big John specifies at one point, I don't like it just like stood out to me that he was like, Yeah, you need to wrap the shoes around twice. And like I heard that and I was like, the shoes are gonna fuck someone up. And these girls get into the porta potty. It's disgusting. There's toilet paper everywhere. Magdalena liked hauls ass again, gets back to the bus. And what happened? But she did not do the straps. They got her. Big John warned her the about that. Straps, they got her, gal. And Big John says, you need to retie your shoes. And as she's retying the heels, Sam runs out and gets to the bus, eliminating legs. I like I can't blame Magdalena for getting her ass out of there though, because those porta potties were grotesque. And it's only about to get grosser. Okay, but like I thought that last challenge was gross. And then we get to mini challenge three where they have to dumpster dive for Brett's favorite pick. So Lacey gets chosen and she is like guns blazing. I am going for the weak link here. So she she challenges Sam, who's still like pussy out in these high stripper heels in a corset. And the two of them have to go diving in the dumpster to find Brett's favorite pick. And to be honest, like at the last challenge, I was like, okay, these are stage porta potties. The toilet paper was placed there. It's probably not that dirty. And they jump into this dumpster, and I think the same thing. I'm like, great, cardboard box. They have to sift through some nose- newspaper, sift through some cardboard. But then these two are diving through, and there's like a slimy head of cabbage. There's some carrots. There's just some, like nasty, soupy gunk that these two girls are sifting through like crazy. I was like, I could not watch half of it. It was like fear factor level gnarly. Oh, no, it was truly like Lacey says, it's like fishing through soup, trying to find this dumpster, like this guitar pick. Like they literally found a dumpster on the side of the street and were like, we can use this. And they forced those girls into it. And I would have vomited into the soup. I truly think that's what they did. Like, I don't think this is a prop dumpster. Like, that food has been decomposing for a good couple of days now. That was swampy. Oh, it was absolutely disgusting. They went for it. So gross. Sam, stripper heroes, corset, and all finds that pick and leaves Lacey behind onto the next city. They do, and... Off we go, and then this time, Heather is chosen, and she challenges Mia, because Sam's been on fire lately. Fire. You you think she's the weak link, but she's 100% win rate right now. So and far, who better yeah. to who better to beat than a girl that no one can prove actually exists? Mia, exactly. Yeah. So Heather picks Mia, and they are challenged to hook up an amp and a guitar. And to make sure the sound works. Between Heather and Mia, there wasn't too much strategy going on while setting up the amp, but we honestly have the play of the rounds before the bus even stops. Brandy M sees some electronics sitting out there. The bus is still going, and she's like, yeah, guys, I'm so good with electronics. I set up my grandma's TV. I set up her cable. I do everything for her. Like, I can set this shit up a lot. So Heather and Mia get off the bus to set up the amps, and the door's, like, not even closed yet, and Brandy M is like, I'm not shit in electronics. I just did not want to do that challenge. Like, 
Masterminds. The M in Brandy oh. M stands for mastermind. Holy. Brandy producer mastermind. Like that's her, Truly. Full, her full name. And then she does it well because, listen, Heather and Mia are having a rough fucking go of this goddamn amp setup. Like it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, to be fair, I probably couldn't set up an amp either. And they do like seem to set the amp part up okay but how it must have been going on for a hot minute with both of them just having the power completely unplugged for big john to step in and be like ladies both of you are unplugged like these poor girls (laughs) but the stress gets to you yeah it gets to you but like check the plug girl like that's the first one Oh, I was gonna say, and like the one, I think the girl who wins it plugs it in first, and that's Mia. Yeah, she like they both had it pretty much set up, and Mia gives that guitar one strum, and it's off once it's plugged in. That was pretty interesting. Like Mia did it and beats Heather, which was like a bit of a shock. Yeah, I think to everyone, especially Heather. She's such a powerhouse. But then Mia gets back on the bus. And then Big John pulls Brandy Producer Mastermind's name out of the hat. And she challenges Mia. Because but Sam has time, these girls quaking at this point. Oh, Sam is so intimidating. Like, you can't trust the thing Sam fucking says. Yeah, so to- the challenge is they have to unscramble song lyrics. Because sometimes Brett gets too drunk. Which doesn't make any sense because it's not like you're going to hop on mic and take over a show for Brett Michaels. But anyways, it's like a survivor puzzle challenge where they have to unscramble the words to every rose has its thorn. And as they're going, Mia allegedly finishes first. And she signals over Big John and Big John is like, this ain't it, this ain't it girl. And as soon as he says that, Brandy M slides in for the win. And Brandy was not even sweating it when Mia finished first. She was like, I know she's wrong. She doesn't know shit. I, like, oh, I Mia loved her was confidence. so confused. Oh, absolutely. Brandy M killed it. And with that, we're left with our last two girls, Brandy M and Sam. To me, this was like the most fun challenge, but also the one that I didn't understand the premise for. So these two girls have to like hop past, past security barriers, break through some security dummies, and like all Brett's been doing is giving them backstage passes. Like, they're trying to work for the qualifications to not have to do this, but they get it. I guess it's like a good to know skill. So these two girls go off. They both jump over the barriers like two graceful gazelles. But Brandy oh. M, girl, when she tackled that dummy, you knew she had it in the bag. Oh, yeah. She actually knew how to tackle a football dummy thing, whatever right? they're called. But, like, I also just want to point out that Sam, this entire time, has still been wearing the lace outfit she was forced to wear in the second challenge, and then dumpster dive in. Like, Sam's, like, Brandy M's in, like, fucking running shoes, like, ready yeah. to leap and tackle, and Sam's in this, like, unpractical lace outfit. Which, like, work, but still, like, absolutely. Work, but, like, I don't know, I... I Sam could have been wearing anything, but the way that Brandy M just knew to get low, tackle, grab the handles, and just, like, push with the shoulder, I was like, girl, you know what you're doing. (laughs) 
And it works. Brandy M is declared the winner of the challenge. And she's allowed to get back on the bus with Brett Michaels, whereas Sam and the rest of the ladies have to get back in that stretch pickup truck truck S limo and head back to the mansion. Where they gotta get ready for Brett's birthday bash. Which I would love to talk about after the break. just called you Brett. I'm quitting. I'm leaving. I'm unprompted too. We didn't rehearse this bit. I just want you to be my rock of love. This is my way of telling you. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. This is why you don't need to go on the third date because <laughs> this is where I proposed to you. This whole time, my real name is Brett. Do you want to touch my backstage pass then? Ride my limousine? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute chaos. But speaking of Brett's, let's dive into his birthday party what better way to start off a birthday party than with some juicy messy drama Lacey dives right in and she picks a target every week and this week it's none other than sam poor sweet sam how does Lacey plan to get rid of sam this was like one of the more malicious ones right like she goes to heather and she's like hey you know how Sam's an insecure little bitch? I'm going to tell her that Brandy M sucked him off in the back of the bus or some shit. Like, the other ones, like, she's gone for truth. This time she's just like, yeah, I know this girl's gone through legit trauma. Let's exploit it and lie. Like, shit, girl. But does Lacey know Sam has cheating trauma? Girl. And we, it's been, like, six episodes, and we all know that poor sweet Sam has trauma. Like, you can just see it on her face. Lacey knows it. She's exploiting it. And this is how she's going into the party. But, like, I don't Like, drama aside, the girls do a pretty cute job setting up a birthday party given, like, no resources. They make cute little signs. No one bought the markers. They're painting in, like, little hearts with their nail polish. They get streamers from somewhere. They're all blowing up balloons. No helium tank. Just, like, breathing hot breath into the balloons and they i don't know they put together a really cute birthday party for brett it was like kind of wholesome and then it got a little chaotic it was cute to watch i don't know it was fun to see so i mean obviously like the bad girls kind of let loose a little bit they were up on the pole they were shaking their booties while brett's doing his thing and argo sam gets her ass right up on the pole and shakes what the good lord gave her it was like i have two things to add to that like sam gets on the pole to everyone's surprise but then also like no tino shade but like what ass was she shaking i as someone who relates to her in the concave experience i can't say shit so you and your Canadian booty can absolutely. What do you call it? Your hockey butt? Your Canadian booty? What is my it? hockey butt. I call hockey it my butt. hockey butt because I. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have what I call a hockey butt because I have very thick thighs and glutes. 
but I have a waist that is like much smaller than, so it's hard finding proper pants and shorts that fit me because my I'm too thick oh. below my waist. Oh, it's I'm a struggle. Shaped. It's oh. a struggle. But it's not the concave existence that you and Sam have. I'm I'll just shaped like that. Jessica Rabbit, and it's really hard for me to be first and only time someone's told me I've ever been shaped like Jessica <laughs> Rabbit because I'm not. Like I don't have big hips. <laughs> Like, my profile is, like, I'm, like, an upside-down Dorito on top, and then I go down, and then I just have, like, a thick ass and thick th- thick glutes. You've seen my booty. Good like, I have, you. like, a booty. Good for you. I, I know. Sam doesn't. I wasn't going to say anything, because people would say the exact same shit anytime I get up on the pole, so... I know. She's having a good time. The girls are having a good time. Magdalena Legs is not having a good time. She is sitting outside with a puss face on, not wanting to have any part in this party. Why is she such a dour, sad panda? Why is she the Eeyore of Rock of Love? I, like, I get not wanting to vie for your man's attention, but like, do you want to know what the best part of it was? Tell me. Brett had no idea. Like, she was playing that little pouting game for, like, who oh, want my mates to come rescue me? Brett had no idea that she wasn't there. <laughs> like, oh, Brett had yeah. no idea. But do you know who I Brett did. did miss? Sam. Miss No Booty. Miss yeah. No Booty looks like she has trauma from her face. Um, which was one of my favorite lines. Um, because Lacey and Heather, in true Lacey and Heather fashion, devise a plan to get rid of Sam by grinding up on Brett and making out with Brett while they're rubbing their china pots on his penis area. And (laughs) right in front of poor sweet Sam, who fully sees Brett dancing and kissing other girls and spirals out and leaves the party. And Brett's like, where's Sam? Where's Sam? Sam went to bed because Sam can't hang. He notices right away, though. Like, I feel like that was a moment in their relationship, to be honest. I know it wasn't her finest moment. I know the girls got to her. But she was on Brett's minds like nothing else. And I thought that was really cute to see. Oh, it was adorable. And then, like, we really see that the next day when they wake Uh up because the girls are making breakfast and Sam comes in like a bowl in a china shop and just breaks everything. Lacey says hello. And Sam is just like, fuck you, Lacey. Fuck you. And leaves. Like, Sam is just triggered beyond belief right now in this situation. Uh, And it was wild. Like, Lacey is so good at what she does. She identified her target. She executed her target. She sees her target unraveling, and she's like, I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to bring this to Brett. So she goes up to Brett's room. She knocks on the doors once again. I know that's against the rules. There are no rules in this mansion. 
And she sits down with her man and like feigns the most authentic and genuine concern I have ever seen. This shit's wild. Oh, she does a great job. And I was totally here for it. And I was like, you know what? You get that, Lacey. You right? started. Fane's concern for Sam, which causes Brett then to go see Sam. But before that, Lacey runs to Heather, who's tanning toplessly. Love her. And tells tells Heather what happened. And then Brett is like, Sam, we have to talk about your trust issues. And this is when Sam, like, unleashes. Yeah. I I felt bad. Like, she opens up about her abusive relationship and how it has just, like, completely triggered this ongoing battle with insecurity and depression ever since. And it was, I don't know, like, this is when, like, I I want to talk so much shit about Brett, but, like, he handles these situations so well. You know, he's, like, kind of a rock and roll douche, kind of a goof. And then he, like, has a real heart for, like, these soft moments with Sam and with the other girls that he's had. It was, it was sweet. It was pretty adorable. I will say that, like, Brett's a very good active listener and he can relate to Sam on a different level, which I think is really appreciated by Sam. And ultimately, Brett's talk to her convinces her to stay. Yeah. Yeah, so she was. We'll she see. she doesn't say it at this point, but she was thinking about leaving the house. She was like literally packing our bag. Like, of course, she was thinking about leaving the house. But we're gonna unpack more of that when we get back from this break. Sorry, we don't have our own soundboard, so. That was fun, though. That was so in theme with the date that we're about to go on. Thank you. I thought I would try to spice it up in a relatable on-brand way for the dates. What are we doing tonight, then? Well, Brett is taking Brandy M out for dinner and hockey. And, like, this is the only date so far I would like to go on. One, I love hockey, and I love food, and I like drinking. So this is perfect. Like, sign me up, and, like, they're going to an Anaheim Angels game, which is, like, I guess pretty exciting. I've never been to an Angels game because I don't live in Anaheim or that part of California. Anyways, I digress. And so they're at dinner, and comparatively to Sam, Brett is really interested in trying to, like, get to know the woman he's talking to. So he's asking Brandy M about her friendships. And Brandy M says, almost all of my friends are men. And then the women I hang out with are lesbians. And then Brett says, okay, well that wouldn't, that makes me nervous. Implying that Brandy M would cheat on him with her male friends. But without missing a beat, Brandy M goes, well, I'd sleep with a woman, but I'm not going to turn a lesbian on you. Like, I'd I... sleep with her and then kick her out the next morning. And I was like, honestly, work. Turn around this weirdly misogynistic comment when we've seen Brett I... make out with everyone around on him and make a joke out of it and keep it pumping. And this is like, I feel like this is really Brandy M's time to shine because she's been like, 
probably one of the most prominent background characters, but like in her work the past couple episodes, we just see how smart she is. Like her social intelligence and just knowing how to handle weird situations on the spot. Like she is just so cool, so fun, so chill, so smart. I am falling for Brandy M alongside Brett in this moment. Oh, absolutely. They get like a nice little Jumbotron kiss moment. Like that was, I don't know. I would make out with Brett Michaels on the Jumbotron. Why not? Oh, I would make out with him. And they give him like a bottle. Like I couldn't see it on my, I was like, what is he holding? They're like, can you just hold this for 30 seconds? And I loved it. And then while this date was adorable, we have to get to the chaos that was happening in the house. We get to the house and Lacey comes down with this card and she's like, hey girl, like there was no rhyme. There was no riddle. She was like, hey girls, like just got this card and we just have to make a list of why each other doesn't deserve to stay here and find for Brett's heart. And my first reaction was like, Lacey's making this shit up. <laughs> oh, no, I truly, I'd be there right with you. I'd be like, oh, so Lacey found a piece of rock of love stationery and was like, this is my moment to get what I want. It was a real side challenge though. Like I, I almost wish it was a lacy mastermind challenge because it's a psychotic move, but like Brett just wanted the girls to sit down and like say why they sucked. It was weird. It was very strange and I don't know how I feel about it but they did it and I'm happy for them but it was like the shittiest thing Brett could get them to do that's like when you were in high school did you ever have that group of girls that just had a school-wide falling out because there was like a sleepover and all the girls just decided to have an honesty circle and it just completely derailed the entire social circle heard of situations i've yeah. never been involved in them but yeah yeah no i know this what you're is talking that, right yeah so, tell us all why your pieces of garbage it was not and poor sam like all the girls just coalesced around the same reason for sweet sam they're like girl you're insecure you're sensitive you gotta go home and she can't even fight it because the last thing she said to brett is I'm insecure. I'm sensitive. I think I gotta go home. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, oh, is this the end of Sam? But then the girls also, like, really dig in to Lacey. They call her insincere, angry, manipulative, and vindictive. My favorite part about that onslaught was that throughout this process, Jess was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't want to do it. Lacey, you're insecure. You're angry and you're manipulative. You're a bitch. Like, <laughs> she was so resistant until she got to Lacey. I was when like, those- whoa, that, that's going yeah. so fast. And yeah. And then like, comparatively, no one had anything negative to say about Jess. They're just like, you're too young and you live too far away. Jess definitely got off the easiest. Mia's critique was simply that she doesn't like Brett, which fair. <laughs> yeah, like that does Brett right. know who you are? I like, thought, I don't think so. Oh, I thought Heather's was interesting. The girls thought Heather was not vulnerable enough with Brett, which like 
I get how you see that because she's such a party girl, so down for a good time. But I do feel like behind closed doors, she and Brett click like most of these girls don't with him. So like a fair read for the girls at Heather, but behind closed doors, not reality. Oh yeah, I was like, Heather is the shit. We love Heather. And like, they clearly have chemistry. And then things get really spicy when they talk about Brandy M, which I think this is the point where we can circle back and remind the listeners of Lacey's plan to eliminate Sam by making her think Brett's been getting his goodies slurped by the women. I'm so sorry. Saying the phrase goodies slurped was so gross. Oh, it was a slurp to nothing goodies for me. <laughs> I hope that audio translated in, and I hope you keep it in. Anyways, because this is also where I think we forgot to mention, at the beginning of the episode, Big John calls Brandy M. BB. And I was like, why does Big John have a pet nickname for Brandy M? That's weird. Like, <laughs> what are they doing? And then J- Lacey says, they're like, okay, what do you have to say about Brandy M? And Lacey's like, well, do you really want a girlfriend whose nickname is Blowjob Brandy? And then it cuts to a scene for when Brandy M went, went on one of the first group dates, like when they're sitting on the rooftop and they're having lunch. And she's like, yeah, my nickname back home is Blowjob Brandy. And so. I think, like, Galaxy Brain, Blowjob Brandy is BB, and that's what Big John was calling her. Oh, my God. I Because they've been calling her BB for a couple weeks now, and I've never put that together. I was like, oh, that's cute that she just got, like, a nickname. They, they're straight up calling her Blowjob Brandy. Like, Big John, Brett, everyone has been calling her BB. That is wild. Yeah, everyone's been calling her BB. They're like, Blowjob Brandy is here. And then this really sort of, like, set Sam up to vibrate into into hell, essentially. She starts spiraling. And, and this is like, when... But, but, like, Lacey was smart in setting herself up on a lot of fronts, because not only did she go for Sam on that end, but Brandy M gets back to the house, and Lacey was the one who was, like, throwing the blowjob comments out there. Brandy gets back to the house. Jess and me are like, oh, girl, you'll never believe what we had to do. Like, all we told them was that you burp a lot. And Brandy was like, oh, haha, that sucks that you guys had to do that. She goes upstairs and talks to Lacey. And Lacey's like, girl, I don't want to be the one to break it to you. But Jess and Mia, all they were talking about is how you're a dick-sucking groupie who just wants to give blowjobs left and right. I just thought you needed to know. And, like, she is so sneaky. So sneaky. so sneaky. But Brandy M doesn't believe her. Not only Brandy does she not believe her, she's so uninterested in this drama. She's like, hey, Lacey, that's not what I heard. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're the one who said that. I'm going to go back. And the other girls tell Brandy M, Lacey said it. She's like, whatever, I don't care. And she knows she had a phenomenal date. She shouldn't be worried. But there are some girls who should be worried. And, and that part, Legs and Sam. Legs yeah. and Sam get a little one-on-one visit before elimination. I and Bra- go for it. 
I was gonna say, like, Brett talks to Legs about Legs not being passionate enough. And then Legs just, like, takes the licking and says, I know what, I respect your your opinion about me, and I may not be coming off about that, and if that's a deal breaker for you, well, then let's not waste each other's time. Like, Legs is fully mm-hmm. resigned. Like, Legs yeah. is like, I know I'm going home, and that's okay. Wow. I didn't realize it was, like, with that level of maturity, but she was. She's just like, yeah, girl, be happy. Be free. I'll hit the, I'll, like, I'll hit it. I'll keep it pumping. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, Sam is spiraling. Spiraling. And Brett is like, listen, I think you're a super sweet girl, but you might just be too sensitive for me. And one breath is like, I can't be here anymore, but I don't want to go home. But I can't be here anymore. And Brett is like, what? What do you want to do? And she's like, I I just don't want to be here, but I'm not going home. And like, that just sets up for a saucy elimination. Because what's he going to do with her? And like, I don't think she knows. But he, he basically was like, here's an out. Yeah. And she doesn't take it. She's like, I want to take it, but I won't. But I want to take it. But I'm not going to. But I really want to. And like, I don't know what he's going to do with that. Because then right after that, they show Brett in a red pleather coat. And what a look. What a look with the bandana. And I can't remember what else he was wearing. Because I was like, wow, that is a red ass pleather coat. And it's time for the pass ceremony. And we kick things off with none other than Brandy M getting the first pass. Of course, blowjob Brandy, BB. No one's surprising. And then in a twist of events, number two goes to Heather, who we didn't see a lot of this episode. And routinely, Brad has been keeping her in the bottom for some fucking reason. Lost on me, reader, listener. Uh And then who's number three, Kyle? The only girl to date that has not slept below the top three, Jess. She is still, I don't want to say a front runner because we still haven't seen much of her outside her date, but clearly a front runner based on track record. Oh, clearly, which is like a little bit shocking, but I guess also not shocking, but shocking. Yeah. And then we, of course, I think that's very fair. And I think, I don't know, we follow up with what I think is a pretty obvious Mia and Lacey next, which gives us the moment of truth based on Brett's Brett's past two conversations. Is it going to be Sam or is it going to be Magdalena? And who is it? It's Magdalena. She's home. Sam gets the pass. Which is the ultimate twist. Not really. Like, we all could have seen that coming, but it felt like a twist. But let me ask you a question here, Ben. So, not to bring back my girl Rodeo from the grave, but Brett did essentially a mercy killing with Rodeo because he saw her spiraling. Do you think that Sam's spiraling is less substantial than Rodeo's? Because I do not. Do I think Sam's spiraling is... No, I think they're around the same, and I personally would have evicted Rodeo. You, I still, I, no, I, I guess I'm, I'm lying. Sorry. I'm lying. Sorry, I would evict Sam. I think Sam's issues run much deeper than what I'm personally 
comfortable with. That's fair. And, like, I think Rodeo's issues were easily overcome by just bringing her kid. You know? Like, totally. totally. I don't think Sam is ready for a relationship the way Rodeo was ready for a relationship. Agreed. Rodeo was ready to be a wife and a mother to Brett's two kids, who he does not see for six to nine months a year. Unless they come on the tour bus. Maybe his tour bus has a kid's room. One of those little Fisher-Price dungeon castles with the falling rocks, that would be a Exactly. That would be there, but there would be no room for a Fisher Price Dungeon Castle on your little Volkswagen shuttle bullet that you've now resigned yourself to in VH Hunty's canon. But before you make me talk about shitting under a seat in my dream van, that's our episode. And tell us. Tell the girls where they can find this, Ben. I'm going to throw this at you this week. Plot twist. Oh my god. Uh, Variety is the spice of life, kids. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at VH underscore Hunties. And at Gmail at VHHunties at gmail.com. Perfect. I did it. I was worried. I was like, I'm going to fuck up our email. But that's where you can find us. And send and don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, where I know this will be because we're going to be hosting this through Anchor when we launch, hopefully very soon. But that doesn't make sense to you because by the time you hear this, we'll already be launched. So ignore me. But don't forget to like and subscribe, give us a review, and email us recipes. Night, everyone. XOXO. You're very chunky. Bye-bye.